Hi, girlies. Welcome back to the girls' room. <laughs> so, I'm finally ready to say my episode about Purple Crack. Um, let's get straight into it. I don't want to keep saying, um, every time I start this episode about Purple Crack, I end up deleting it. Um, it was really just a sneaky link, but I also feel like I had to heal from this individual purple cop. So let's get into it. Um, I met him off of a dating app. I just got out of a long-term relationship, as I've stated multiple times. <laughs> and I literally was in my whole face. Like, it was literally like happiness over everything type of thing. Like, I didn't want a relationship. I didn't want to get to know anybody. I just wanted somebody I could consistently get my nut off with and enjoy life with. So when I first started talking to Purple Crock, it was, first of all, he is what I'm attracted to. I'm not going to say what I'm attracted to because, <laughs> you know. But if you know who Misty is in real life, you would know what Misty enjoys. And he was just perfect. Like, he mentioned now doing things, getting to know somebody, and just living life freely. Nothing crazy, not thinking much about what happens next. You know, and that's what I wanted. Someone I could consistently talk to and just get started out. So when we first started talking, we talked day and night, nonstop. Like, it was just like boom, 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 like all the time. And one night, I was like, yo, let's chill. And he was like, of course. I pulled up on him. He paid my cab, which was amazing. <laughs> and um, we was hanging out. Like, it was late. It was like nine something. But when I tell you the chemistry was there, like, we was watching all types of Netflix shows and Hulu. And we was just in crib with some wine, chilling. Having a grand old time, um, I felt so comfortable and, you know, I've done a lot of links, I'm not gonna lie about that, like, why would you lie, but with this link, I felt very connected to the person, and I did not feel uncomfortable, and when I tell y'all that night, Purple Crocs slutted me the fuck out, slutted me out, wrapped, like, we was in it, like, I've never felt that comfortable, and I was coming from a relationship where I wanted to try so many new things, like toys, and learn more about my body, and that person just kept me very limited and small when it came to that sexual department, and I've always had an eye for sex, like, I've always felt I was a kinky person, I always felt I was very freaky, um, I enjoyed watching porn, um, that's a topic that's coming up soon, guys. Um, but I do enjoy watching porn, different types of porn. I'm just, like, into that. Um, erotica books, everything. So, when I got with him, I'm like, mm, literally slutted out. Like, he was letting me do things that I've never done before. Like, double penetration. Um, just a lot of things. That I feel like you would have done if you was in a relationship for years, you know? So, being with him was, like, amazing. Like, this is my first night, and, like, I'm doing four rounds 
of being started out is trying new things and no one has any shame or care in the world. And then, you know, after I went home, we had a good time, we talked. And then it was the same thing for a couple times, you know. Like, that was my consistent link. I was his consistent link. And it was like that for a while. Um, during the pandemic type of thing. Like, it was great. Like, <laughs> I was bringing my toys over. Um, he was telling me things he wanted to try. You know? And I was like, wow. This is great. Like, and I never thought I would find somebody that I would have sex with so comfortably. But this right here was totally different. Like, um, I've never came so much, like, <laughs> I never felt so much more sexier, like, you made me feel very sexy, like, um, I've struggled with my insecurities and who I was, and, you know, Misty is insecure, and I felt like he did not care, like, how insecure I felt, or if I pulled up with my natural hair, or, let's say, my weight or anything like that. He literally was just, like, in love with every part of my body. And there was no denying that, like, ever. So, I just felt like this was very different. And I could comfortable with you. I could come over. We could chat. We could chat for days. And the next thing you know, we're recording a whole fucking porno. And when I say porno... Like, I thought I was one of those girls in them fucking hardcore black pornos <laughs> doing some shit, like, and record, and we, we, uh, we always recorded, like, videos non-stop, like, we love a good session, like, he would find the perfect angle and put me up, like, you know, like, let's cheer for that, let's cheer for a man. Learn you learn what your sexual desires are. Like, and I started to learn, like, there are men who are not intimidated because you want to use a butt plug or because you want to use a bullet or a vibrant or you want to be double penetrated. Like, there's, there's men out there that are willing to do those things to you. And you don't have to beg or ask. But, um... <laughs> I would take pictures of him. Sometimes I would sneak off. He was like, can I money later? Like, you know, take a picture of me. Nah, he was like, nah, like, damn, this bitch popped out. He enjoyed it. Um, I started, like, just exploring my body, loving myself. More than I've ever done in such a long time. So, to fast forward it, you know, conversations just started getting louder. But for some reason, if he would hit me up or I would hit him up, you knew what was happening. Like, you knew what was going on. Like, we stopped talking so much. Like, before we used to talk about TV shows and different things. And then now it was like, you send an eye, I'm sending an eye. You already know what this is about. Literally, it was a relationship of just our body. And it's not that I didn't enjoy it because, like I told you, I was in my whole I didn't want nothing serious, but also imagine seeing someone as like your friend and then they slowly just stop, you know? And, you know, when we first was talking, it was like, yeah, we're going to fucking have a sleepy link, but 
we're gonna do things. We're gonna go out and like stuff. And after one of our sessions, we literally never spoke for a couple months. And out of nowhere, he hit me up and he was like, you know, I miss you. Like, I didn't think I would miss you this much. And I'm like, yeah, right, like, you missed fucking me. And he was like, honestly, I did. Like, I felt like we had such great sexual chemistry. And I was like, you know, yeah, of course. Like, we was doing our thing. You know, I was like, but you know, I kind of, like, wanted more in a sense type of thing. So, first thing I did when I got back to New York, because I was on vacation, he was the first person I saw, like, I was ecstatic, ecstatic. I don't know if I was ecstatic because I was happy to see him or it was on some, I knew he was gonna get my body right because I was horny and I wanted that. And the people I was dealing with, like my little one night stands or whatever I was having, yes, I was safe, girlies. Um, wasn't cutting it for me, like it wasn't what he made me feel like. And then he goes, I was actually seeing something. And I said, oh, okay. Like, you know, we're not committed, so I can't be bad. A little part of me felt a little jealous. Big jealous. Real bad. <laughs> so he was like, you know, I was seeing someone. And when he showed me who it was, I mean, I didn't know the person, but total opposite of like, total opposite. I don't want to say too much because we can't reveal who Misty is. But if you were listening to the episode earlier, you knew where my insecurities were. So when I saw what this person looked like, I was like, hmm, this is different. And it threw me off. I'm getting super emotional. Um... I've never felt like a fetish so much in my life. And I know that I am a fetish to a lot of men who don't speak about what they really enjoy and what they really enjoy in a woman's appearance. I felt like the biggest fucking fetish in my life. Like, so you go out with her, you go, you, you, you try a relationship with her, but when it comes to me, you just like slutting me out. So I asked him, I said, so what is it? And he was like, I'm just really attracted to you. And we fucked And I said, so what's different with her? And he's like, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to talk about that. And I'm like, no, tell me. What is it? And he was just like, you know, we were talking longer. I said, okay, you and I were talking longer, but you never took me out. You never did this. You never did that. And I get it, girlies. I know. I I preach it all the time. You know, if someone's not doing this with you and they're doing it with someone else, you should already know what it is, right? I get it. We say that all the time. But in this instance, you know, with someone who struggled with those type of insecurities, you're going to still feel like, damn. Like, I'm a fucking fetish. Like, you're slutting me out. You're doing these things. You're literally sucking the shit out of my booty hole. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, or you're, like, picking me up and, like, toasting me and doing all these things. 
you know, very aggressive or this, whatever the case may be. Um, but I had, I had a flashback of the fact, but also I had a flashback of how I was that. But um, I get it. Like, we say it all the time, like, to women, like, if that man is not taking you out, that man is not doing that, you're not the one. We get that. But when you're a woman who struggles with insecurities and you're sexually committed to this person, and there's a thing with sexual committed, commitment, like, I was learning that way, sexual commitment, meaning, like, you have this sexual chemistry and bond with someone. I was thinking to myself, like, You know, like, I started putting myself down. I started telling myself, like, you're a stupid bitch. You know, you let somebody just use your body because they're probably embarrassed because society views women are supposed to look like this. And we know what women are supposed to look like in society. And I never was mad at women who want to look a certain way because you do what makes you feel happy. But as I started getting older and learning to love my body through womanhood, you know, um... I started to learn, like, if this is the body that I sometimes feel comfortable in and sometimes I don't or whatever the case may be, I love to embrace my body through all its phases. I've never, I've, I wasn't always a bigger size woman. And sometimes I was skinny, sometimes I was medium. You know, I had my little thick phase, had my chunky, real fat phase, you know. I started to love my body through all the phases. And I felt like, this person who was totally different from me, dressed totally different from me. This woman who's this, and I wasn't even trying to put her down, like she was very different. It's like, okay, so I said, so what happened with her now? And he's like, you know, what, she's still there. So I'm like, oh, so you called me because he was horny and she probably wasn't doing it. No, that's not it. He was like, but we established what we wanted from the beginning. And I love and I was like, you're fucking right. You're fucking right. I agreed to this. I agreed because I enjoyed the sex. And, you know? So, of course, I had to do what the fuck I had to do. And I slutted that motherfucker out. <laughs> Took pictures of it. I was laughing because he couldn't get up. He couldn't move. He was sore. He was just, like, done. Like, he couldn't even walk me to the door. Usually, like, you know, he walked me to the car or the door. Gave me a kiss. He couldn't do none of that. And I stopped talking to him, and I sat in my misery for days. And I was like, this person's never going to be what I want. I feel like, you're right, I established this little um, agreement with you, what this was going to be. You know, I kind of just got over the dates, I didn't demand for the dates. And that's okay, because I did not really want a relationship at the time but also i started to learn how a lot of men fetishize a certain type of woman but because of what society thinks they hide those women and they fuck them make sometimes degrade them and you know would date someone that society thinks that they should be with and i have to sit in that for months and I was very sad because I blame myself for agreeing with this and being this in the room 
in the crib girlfriend to someone, like, in the crib sexual committed to someone, you know? And I beat myself up for it. And then I got up. And then I started fucking him back. And I was, like, bonded. It was so weird, like, for a long time, like, I could fuck other people and it wouldn't be the same. And I'm like, I don't know if I really like this person because I really started to not like him. Like, I started to hate who he was as a person. But I knew something was weird when I knew that my pussy could still get wet. Like, it was crazy. And we started back up. So the next time I went, I told him, I don't want nothing from you. But when I text you, send that cat. And that's what it was going on for a while. Like, it was just in that cat. Help me not do what you gotta do. Um. <laughs> the gun <laughs> Literally, because I went to shit with that. It was like that. And. <laughs> I remember it was one night. I was drunk. And I texted him and I said, I want all of you. Like, I, I want all of you. And I feel like you're scared to love a type of woman like me. And he was like, no, that's not it. So then we stopped talking, of course. And um, one night I got fucked up with my cousin. Like, fucked up, girl. Girlies. Um, I was drunk. I was just, I was like, fuck this. I was off it. And she dropped me to his house, and we was talking, and I just, <laughs> I just took my clothes off. Sorry, y'all. Nesty's getting a little emotional. I'm crying on my mic. I took my clothes off because, you know, after, during, so during the purple crack phase and getting over it, and then starting to date again, I was very insecure about my body. Like, I just felt like a fetish every time I talked to somebody. Like, because I started noticing the differences. Like, I started noticing how they would lie and said they was taking you out, but they wouldn't take you out because you're this. And I also want the girlies to know, like, you know, just because your experiences is different than other experiences or whatever the case may be, I think it also has to do with appearances looked and a lot of things come with it you know so i just took my clothes off and i was like let's do it and we started having sex and something in my brain told me get the fuck out of here so i like I just told him to stop. He was like, you good, babe. You know, nigga, you good, babe. What's wrong? I was like, I gotta go. So, and I think he knew from the body language because usually, like, when we start off, he's either, like, recording me stripping or recording me playing with myself and me just pulling down my pants or, like, if I'm recording him, like, whipping it out or something, or eating me out, it was something, and it was just like, I was on that bed, just like, not into it, I called the cab, I left, 
And he was like, he tucked me, he was like, you fucking dead ass. Like, you left me just like that, hot and dry. Blue balls and all. I said, yeah, we argued, left that alone. We didn't speak. And then, we didn't speak for months. And then he hits me up. And we talked. And he was like, oh, I miss you. You know, sent me a video, of course. And then, you know, I decided one of these nights, a couple months ago, not like a month, two months ago, I was like, I'm gonna make this my last time. And I pulled up, we made a movie, and that was it. And I vowed that I wouldn't let him touch me. And, um, how has it been? Hard. Um, I don't know what makes it so hard. I think for a long time, because after being in a relationship, I was cheated on multiple times with women who didn't look like me. Um, I think. Sexually, 
and how I wanted sexually, sexually. Even though there was a part of this story that was sad, because I did feel like a fetish, but he did teach me my body, you know? I learned my body with this thing. I learned what I enjoyed. And he gave me that piece I was missing all these years. And he summed it up in this one person. And I know the bad of it was, you didn't leave that room, you was a fetish, but sometimes you can't always look at the bad. Because because of him, I'm open to men, to women, to them, and letting them know, like, this is what I want. He also taught me what I want. I want this, I want that, and I'm going to get it. And I'm going to demand it. And if it's not what I want, even if it's sexually, emotionally, physically, whatever it is, it's not meant for me. And he taught me so much about that. And, you know, sometimes as women, we think just because we're sexually involved with someone, we have to be with them. You don't have to, you know, because that person doesn't serve the whole purpose of a lover. And I think that's what my lesson was with Purple Crowd. And I know a lot of people thought this episode was going to be super funny, but, you know, I had to get it out. I mean, it's funny if you know me in real life. But what I used to do was talk about how slumped he used to be, how daddy he used to be, like I was I used to um post a conversation how he used to be done up. On me, I always wore purple cards. And I remember one time he was like, Yo, why you always wear purple cards? <laughs> because when I wear purple cards, people know where the fuck I am. She no crib. And I used to post like him slumped over the couch. But not like his whole face and stuff like that. I just used to post little things that my friends knew. Like, you know, moving my feet with the purple cards on, my little dress, and getting to it. Um, but that's my story about it. And um, I want to hear from the women, like, how do you feel about that? Like, have you ever been in a situation where... You knew that person wasn't for you, but you're still so sexually connected. You think they are. Like, we go through that, you know? And I remember, like, one person I talked to made me feel so bad. Like, how the fuck you keep going back? <laughs> like, talking shit. And, like, listen, there's a purpose. There's a lesson to all the shit that we do, man. He was great, but he was great, dog. Like, when I tell y'all, if any bitch comes across Purple Club, just know that motherfucker can fuck. I've never met a motherfucker who fucked like him. I'm still looking for a motherfucker. Well, baby daddy. I don't got no kids, but we're going to talk about baby daddy. <laughs> but, Purple Crowd is top three, and he ain't two or three. <laughs> but you know what that means. He was great. Yeah. You know, if our pornos ever get leaked, I'm sorry, mom and dad. I'm sorry to my family or anybody, to my friends. I know you probably never want to see that. <laughs> but um, I want to hear from the girlies. Like, how are you feeling about that? You know, like, have you been in a situation like that? You know, would you, would you want to talk about, wait, hold on, this interview?
crazy. That's when you did slap the shit out of me. That's when you made me feel like that did slap, okay? <laughs> Hold on to your good dick, niggas, ladies. If they treating you right, if they ain't, bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to my, one of my vulnerable episodes. Love y'all.